The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If the Seattle management is going to give you their time of day, what makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Sometimes they're blowing teams out by 10. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter, send it to him, and say, Bron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast, our first show uh, come the day of an NBA playoff game. Uh, joined by Big Jace, as always, special guest Riley Barrett joining us from Stir the Pot Sports. Thanks for joining us. And Sean Scanlon will be in shortly. He is running a little late, but nevertheless, he will be here. Um, <clears throat> guys, a lot of good playoff games coming up today. I mean, it's oh, playoff. Yeah. every game's going to be a good one. Uh, starting off with the Heat and the Bucks at two, uh, followed by Mavs, Clippers at 4 30, Celtics, Nets at eight, and wrapping it up, Blazers, Nuggets at 10 30. Remainder of the games will be played tomorrow. Um, it's going to be good. I mean, a lot of interesting series in these playoffs. Um, a lot of teams not really where you'd expect they'd be. Uh, if you were to guess at the beginning of the season, such as the two seven seeds in both conferences with the Celtics and the Lakers both being sevens. Um, but it makes for a intriguing playoffs nevertheless. So we're going to go through each playoff series today. We are going to give you, you know, our analysis, who we think are X factors and ultimately our predictions in those series. So we'll start it off in the East with the one eight matchup the 76ers versus the eight-seed Washington Wizards. Wizards uh, got the eight-seed through the playing game. They lost the first matchup to Boston and then um, pounced the uh, Pacers in in the in the final for the play-in tournament. Uh, I'll admit I'm a Sixers fan. I uh, did not want to see Washington in this first round. I think Brad, that's just the idea of Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook is very, very scary. Uh, Riley, I'll start with you. What do you got? Does this series intrigue you at all? 
kind of. But my thing is, it intrigues me, but I'm more interested in how the Sixers are going to come out and play, right? Because we can all agree, right? It's either it's the three teams who are going to come out the East, it's either going to be the Bucks, the Sixers, or the Nets. Like, that's one of those three teams. Now, if any other team comes out, that would be horrible. So I'm more interested to see how the how the 76ers are going to play. Now, I'm, I'm calling this a sweep. I, I, I get it with Russ, but again, if with Russ's track history, I'm going to sound like a hater, but when it comes to the playoffs, his style just doesn't work. And what I mean by that is he goes 110 miles per hour every play, and it's great until you realize you're up by five and the dude is shooting a three with 18 seconds left on the shot clock. That does you no good, especially when you're breaking it and then you're giving the other team an easy transition bucket. That's all you're really doing. So in terms of like a one I think this is going to be a sweep. Um, in terms of like an X factor, I'm going to say Tobias Harris. It's going to, has to be the X factor. Now, I'm saying he has to be it because like I said, there's only going to be three teams, three legit teams that can come out. It's going to be the Bucks, the Sixers, or the Nets. Right. And I think matchup wise, I think the Sixers provide the best competition with the Nets. I think it's going to be the Sixers and the Nets and the conference finals. You're you're going to need because Joel Embiid for as much as if you guys, if anyone here watches Serta Pot, you guys know I get on Embiid so much. He's the only guy I know who'll sneeze and be out for a week. That's the only guy I know who will be like that. And I don't mean to be mean, but it's just kind of a fact. But when he's on the floor, you know, you're going to get 25 and 10. You know you're gonna get as long as he gives you good minutes, you're gonna get 25 and 10, right? So who's the second best scorer? It's Tobias has to be that guy because look, Tobias right now, if I'm he was averaging about 19 and a half, shooting over 50 percent from the floor. The guy's efficient. This guy knows how to shoot. He knows what he's doing. He, he know he can shoot mid range. He can shoot three because he's shooting over 36 percent from three. I'm the guy, and I'm from the free throw line, he's almost shooting at a 90 percent clip. So for me. I'm going to say it's him because he kind of needs to start on a path to, okay, and B's probably going to go out there and he's going to try to drop 35. I need to be that guy that can come out, give between 25 and 27 points efficiently and also contribute on the defensive end. Because, look, I love Ben Simmons, but we all know they're going to, if he, once he steps past half court, they're going to leave him open. Now, I don't know if it's because he doesn't know how to shoot or he doesn't want to shoot. I don't know which one it is. I really don't. And people saying, oh, well, he'll never get a shot. I'm like, well, again, there's been plenty of guys who came in the league, did not have a shot, and developed one. And now well, they're honest. Yeah, exactly. Well, this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, he's getting there. Bro. He definitely is getting there. Yes, he's he's getting there. He's making improvements. So that's just another guy. Another guy, the greatest player to ever grace God's green earth. One, LeBron James. All right, Luke. LeBron James, right? When he came in, he didn't really have that great of a shot. But as time went on, he ended up working on it and it got better. So, you know, I think Ben can eventually get a shot. But in terms of being an X Factor, I got to give it to Tobias because right now, Tobias is a guy because we've seen him go out and drop 30. We've seen him do it. We've seen him go on stretches where he'll give you 20, 28, and 32 points off great efficiency, off over like 50% efficiency. So, I think right now he's going to have to start building that road so that way come later in the playoffs, he's not only is he ready, but he's prepared to not only take that responsibility, but to also thrive in it, Jace. I, I like the pick for Tobias. I, I agree with you. Sixers are going to win easy. I'm going to give him a gentleman sweep, four and one, just because uh, I, 
the week off, the Wizards playing, they're still hot. They're hot after last night. I mean, uh, after a couple nights ago, they played great. I think they can continue that. Maybe steal game one, but that's it. Now, for the X factor, I'm going to say Dwight Howard and Tony Bradley. I think, like you mentioned, Riley, the Joel Embiid is very, very hard. What? Quick um, quick note here, Jace. Tony Bradley is no longer with the 76ers. You are right. I'm, that's my bad. <laughs> no, but, yeah, okay, yeah. Dwight Howard, yes. Dwight Howard's very – I agree with you. Yes, because okay. he's going to – especially in an early se- series like this, you want to alleviate as many minutes as you can from Joel Embiid because you know down the line when they – if they meet – when slash if they meet the Nets in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to need – him to play a bunch of minutes. So you need to limit his minutes early here. So uh, I'm going to say Dwight Howard as the X factor, but I do think the Wizards can steal one, especially early. Yeah, I, I agree. I think gentlemen sweeps probably the way to go. I, I can see Bradley Beal lighting us up for one game. Um, but I, I think our defense is phenomenal. Um, like, like you, like Riley was saying, who's going to really stop Joel and be the, Centers for the Wizards aren't exactly great. Robin Lopez, Daniel Gafford. I, right. I can't even see them holding him to under uh, just like a little bit under 25. I think Joel Embiid's going to average 30 points a game in that series. And his impact is just so far, I mean, beyond the offensive end, he's a great defender as well. Um, and yeah, you just got to look to guys like the role players like Tobias Harris, uh, Shake Milton. Furkan Korkmaz, Seth Curry, Danny Green to just put up some threes and be consistent. Consistency is key in this series and every series moving on for the Sixers. So um, I think they'll get out of this series pretty easy. They probably will face a tough task no matter if they face um, Atlanta or New York. I think they'll have a bit of an easier time against Atlanta. New York defensive-wise is a very good team. But, um, yeah, I'll go with the Sixers in this series winning it easily 4-1. Um, to one. So the next series we're going to get into talking about is that 4-5 between Atlanta and New York. New York swept the Hawks in the regular season 3-0. Basically, same thing here. Jace, I'll go to you first this time. I really wish Isaiah was here to talk about the Knicks. But, um, Jace, why don't you take his place? Tell me what you're looking for in this matchup. Uh, Honestly, I know it's a 4-5, but I just – the Knicks have played – so good defensively, and Julius Randle is really coming out of his shell. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Isaiah's craziness for the Knicks, and I'm going to give him a sweep. Uh, I think they can get it done in four. I, I, I think Julius Randle is going to dominate the series. He's going to come. And he got snubbed as an MVP candidate. That That's a ship on his shoulder. He's not a repeat. Let's, let's, he let's he just, at least deserves to be a candidate no, over doesn't. someone who didn't even Chris get Paul, into then. the playoffs. Play Chris Paul. Then Chris Paul. All right. But but he deserves to be in the conversation. And I think he I think he will take that slight. He will take it as a slight and chip on his shoulder. And he will perform, especially in this first round, which is pretty easy. Like Atlanta's good, but I, I just don't see. Even if they don't get swept, I, I don't see everything's popping for the Knicks right now. I just don't. I like Nate McMillan, but Tom Thibodeau just the edge there. I, I the only edge I'd give the Hawks is their uh, the 
they're veterans. I, I would take I would take uh, Lou Williams and Gallinari over Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose. That's it. I, I'm gonna take Julius Randle over Trey Young. Like I, I, the Knicks, I, I'm just going the Knicks, and I, I think they get a, get a sweep done. Riley, you made a face there when Jay said that it was going to be a sweep. Um, obviously, you have different thoughts, at least. I don't know about if you still think the Knicks are going to win, but uh, you look pretty surprised when Jay said that it was going to be a sweep. Is that not how you think it's going to go? I am like – me and Jace right now, we are on like the like the furthest possible from this as possible. Like, like look, man, you're saying it's a sweep. I'm saying it's seven games. You're saying it's Knicks. I'm saying it's Hawks. Like, we could not be any more polar opposite. Like, there's no way. Like, I got a haircut. You got a long hair. I mean, <laughs> we're literally – we're so apart. Like, look, I understand what you're saying about the Knicks. And, I look, reg- I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think there's going to be a single blowout game. I, 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 I'm not a fan of the Hawks. I despise them with great intensity. But ever since Nate McMillan took hold of this young team, I've been seeing, listen, before it was just Trey Young running the ball, dribble, 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 dribble. Oh, shot clock, throw the ball. Like that, that's all it really was. Now you're seeing them run actual sets. Now you're seeing movement. Now you're seeing this weird energy. Look, man, if a coach can get a guy like Trey Young to play defense, come on, bro. I don't care who you are, man. You're going to have trouble coaching against them. I love Tom Thibodeau. I love him. He's great. Cool. But at the same time, I, I'll, listen, man, when we do we do this, I'm, I'm picking it back with you. You want Skittles on it, bro? You want you want to do some Skittles? Because I got Hawks straight up, bro, because I'm telling you, man. And on top of that, Bo, um, Bogdanovich, not not the one from Utah, the other one. They, I think they both got the same last name. It's weird. This kid, right, shows up and drops 16. He averages 16 for no reason whatsoever. There's no reason for him to be dropping 16. But he doesn't. This kid is a spark plug. He And the reason I like him shooting, right, he can shoot decently from three. What does that do? That's not going to open the paint. And I don't know. I'm sorry. Is John Collins a bum all of a sudden? You're, t- you're talking about Julius Randle. Yo, I know a younger man who's better than him in John Collins, bro. I'm telling you, look, I understand what you're saying about the Knicks. And maybe maybe I'm just being spiteful here. Maybe. Because I'm a Celtics fan and I hate New York. I hate everything to do with it. Kid you not. Like, if I could find a way to, like, like make New York secede, cut it off, and just made it full as an island, I'll be cool with it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's going to be Hawks in seven. And then when the when Trey – this is a chance for Trey Young to show that he doesn't just put up empty calorie points. This is a very important – this is a very important series for him because a lot of people say he wouldn't put up these numbers on a winning team. He's putting up solid numbers. Let's see if it can translate into the playoffs. But, Jace, my guy. <laughs> I gotta disagree, my guy. I'm, I'm taking the Hawks in seven, bro. So, um, Sean, let's get your opinion on this. You just missed uh, Jace's whole spiel. You caught the latter end of Riley's there. Riley, as you heard, has the Hawks in seven. Jace has the Knicks in four. Wow, so four opposites there. Who's crazier? <laughs> yeah, why don't you fill us in? Who do you think's crazy? What do you got happening in this? Uh, I I think Jace would be the the crazy one there. I I am also gonna go with the Knicks. I but I think it's gonna go seven games. I think that this has uh, a great chance to be one of the best series in the playoffs. I think uh, it's two. You know, obviously a great matchup between the Knicks, great defense, and then you got uh, offensive explosion with the Hawks. So. Um, I, I think that I, yeah, I I agree with Riley. I think that it's a it's a huge series for Trey Young. Uh, this is his first time in the playoffs, so we're gonna we got to see what he uh, he can bring to the table. 
But uh, I think it's up to the others, though, in the Hawks. With, uh, guys like Bogdanovich, guys like Kevin Herter off the bench, see if they can bring some scoring because uh, this is a tough Knicks defense. And obviously they, they don't have a great uh, – the Hawks don't have a great defense. So uh, they're going to have to try and find a way to either double-team Julius Randle and let everyone else score or either, you know, uh, or, or uh, single-team them and see if the other guys uh, could get the job done because I, I just – this Knicks offense isn't great, but I they they're good at three shooting the three point. Uh, they can get it the buckets inside. So uh, I, I I think it's it's just a really interesting matchup. So I think that uh, I I have the Knicks in seven, but uh, I could see it going either way though. Yeah, you know something that really intrigues me about this series is it's two young teams. Um, one of them obviously is going to get to the next round and win a playoff series, which for young guys, I mean, that's huge in this league to get a playoff series win, get that experience under their belt. I do think it would matter more to the Hawks. They're much younger than the Knicks in um, that sense, but I, I don't think it would mean any less to them at the moment to the Knicks. I mean, obviously Julius Randle um, coming out this season, Derek Rose has played a significant role in that on that team. They've been fantastic since acquiring him. And then, um, <clears throat> I mean, just all the role players, I don't think anyone on that team, if I'm not mistaken, has even won an NBA championship. Same with the Hawks. So you're looking for that to be a great series. That should be a good one. Like I said, it's always interesting when these young teams go uh, go head-to-head. But um, <clears throat> we'll move on to the next game here. This game, game one, kicks off in about 40 minutes, kicks off, tips off in about 40 minutes. Um, <clears throat> number three seed Milwaukee Bucks versus the number six Miami Heat. Miami Heat coming off of an NBA Finals run last year that was somewhat improbable. No one, no one thought they would get there. But um, Giannis signing that big extension, looking to bring a championship back to Milwaukee for the first time in a very long time. Milwaukee won the regular season two to one. Sean, I'll start with you here since you just joined us. Um, what what do you take away from this series? What's what's some big things you're looking for? Uh, I, I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Heat. Obviously, you know, they won the series last year and they knocked off the Bucks, but I don't think they're going to repeat this time around, but I think this is going to be a good series too. I, I have the Bucks winning in seven. Uh, I just think that, you know, the Bam Adebayo has been the Giannis stopper, uh, especially in the playoffs last year. He's a very versatile defender who can, you know, uh, defend him out uh, in the paint and out on the perimeter. So, but I, I think the thing that takes the Bucks over the top is obviously the acquisition of Drew Holiday in the offseason. Uh, I think that, you know, he, he's he's got the ability to give you 20 points. And then on the other end, uh, guard your best player. I, I think he could lock down a uh, guy like Jimmy Butler. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. But uh, I, I think Drew Holiday is really what uh, is going to take them over the top. So because uh, I, I I don't think that they have anyone for Bam out of bio. But I, I feel like, you know, Chris if Chris Middleton can step up, he hasn't been huge in the playoffs the past couple of years. But if he steps up, obviously Drew. And then if you can get 25, uh, 10 and 5 from Giannis, which I think he could do that the Bucs will uh, come away with the series. But I, th- I think that the Heat do that do have the identity and the defensive uh, mindset to go out and attack the Bucs, but I, I think they could only take them to seven. Um, Riley, you seem to agree with a lot of what Sean is saying. Uh, kind of ask you, a, throw you a curveball here. <clears throat> what do the Heat have to do to um, to win this series? What, what are the things you look for if Miami wants to walk away and, and get a second-round berth? Well, it all starts with them doing what they did last year, making sure Giannis is a non-factor. Like, I love Drew Holiday. I love Chris Middleton. But 
those guys are not someone who can carry a team. Forget passing first round. Bro, they they can't even lead to a team of 500 if they're the lone guy. Or not even lone guy. Them two, they just won't be able to. I think it's going to end up – look, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I'm saying this very – very with like the least amount of confidence I can have in a team winning. Like I like Giannis, but he has this pattern when he gets in the playoffs. I don't know if the moment is too big for him. I don't know if it's fatigue with how hard he's been playing in the regular season. I don't know, but he plays like, I don't want to say scrub, but he plays like a scrub for a guy with his skills. Like he, he usually gets exposed. And for like last year, Miami Heat not only exposed him, there were some rumblings like, yo, is is Giannis even worth a max contract after what Miami did with him? Now, some some of the conversations started a few years back with Toronto, but then when Miami did it, that kind of made people look at him a little weird. And if I'm Miami, I do the same thing. I do take out Giannis 2.0. That's my number one thing. I'm making sure I keep him at the three-point line. If you want to beat me and you're hitting your threes, I'll live with that. But the only time you're going to come into paint is when you're getting a defensive board. That's it. Other than that, you're not going to be in here. Obviously, like you, uh, like Sean said, Bam Adebayo somehow lives rent-free in Giannis's head. Matter of fact, Giannis pays him to live in his head. That's how much one-sided it is with these two. And it's, it's, it's weird to me because I was never a fan of Bam until I've seen what he's done to Giannis. And it's like the heat. I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but when it comes to the Bucks, the Heat get up for that game. That is like a game that they almost salivate for. So honestly, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'll say seven. I'm I'm kind of nervous about it. So if you're telling me you want to bet on it, I'm good. I'll be over in the corner. But for Miami to win, they definitely gotta stop. Um, they definitely 110. percent They gotta make sure Giannis. If they get Giannis to just average 15. I can I can see. Believe it or not, I can actually see the the heat sweeping the Bucks. Wow! Yeah, bold take there. Um, Very nice. You are uh, going. You going status quo. You have Milwaukee winning this year. This one is like really really tough for me. Uh, I definitely have it going seven. Even just when you guys are talking, I, I'm still going back and forth. I'm gonna say Heat, just because a couple. Bam Adebayo, he's been one of the most underrated players all season. He's been playing great. And, I mean, it was really him shutting down Giannis last year that people started talking about him, and then it's died down. He's still doing great things, and no one's noticing it. So much so, he even went on. He was the after – he was an interview with – Inside the NBA, and he's all like, "Hey, I'm doing good things. Make me at least give me a nod for a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year." He didn't get that. He is playing his ass off, and I think him—he's the X factor. I think he will get them over the hump. I expect Jimmy Butler to do Jimmy Butler things. Uh, I expect—I can't trust uh, Drew Holiday to. to, to, to do the same things if as Jimmy Butler or to do to lessen the load of, of Giannis because I mean look at his days in the with the Pelicans still wasn't able to do anything even wasn't 
able to alleviate pressure for Anthony Davis at all that much. So when it comes to these points, I don't think Drew Holiday is the guy. Chris Milton has shown he's not the guy. I, I just like Miami's depth. They, they every I just like what Miami can do. Uh, I'm gonna go Miami to get it done and upset here. Jace, I hate to say, it, but I disagree. Um, I think Giannis certainly has a chip on his shoulder. <clears throat> I think he needs to come out during this series and really prove himself and make everyone around him better, such as the man that um, <laughs> Riley praises so much LeBron James does. And I'm not comparing Giannis to LeBron. I just say he needs to have that effect on his teammates. Um, certainly Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday is an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe for sure, especially on the defensive end. Um, uh, I, I Just look for this Milwaukee team. I think they're going to dominate this Heat team. I think – the Heat have certainly taken a step backwards since last season. I don't know what it was. Uh, they have pretty much the same team as they had during that finals run, uh, minus Jay Crowder. So maybe that was the key, Mr. Jay Crowder. Maybe he was the key to their success. Um, but I have I have Milwaukee winning in five. I think they're going to take care of it very easily. Um, I don't think Miami poses much of a threat to this team, especially I think the motivation that Giannis will have to um, – to, to kind of silence the haters, and I think he's going to get it done pretty easily. Um, we're going to get into this next series. Uh, Riley, your Celtics, they are a seven seed. Um, they are taking on the super team, the number two seed, Brooklyn Nets, KD, Kyrie, James Harden, and and company, uh, taking on Jason Tatum and uh, just the others, I guess I would say, to describe the Celtics role players. Um, I'll start with you here since you're our resident Celtics fan. W- what do you got? I mean, Celtics stand the chance or? Bro, we're sweeping the nets. 100. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I-, I take it back. I take it back. We'll get one game. I think it's going to be 4-1, and I just think it's going to be 4-1 because I feel like in the garden, Jason Tatum is just going to go ridiculous. And, you know, I feel like he's got one game where he can drop, like, you know, 50, 60 points and – you know, lead a comeback, you know, where we win by barely like two points or anything like that. But it's going to be 4-1. I mean, like you said, it's Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. Like, you know what I mean? I love Marcus Smart. But as a second guy, it's just not possible. You know what I mean? Like, I've just been disappointed with us since this whole season. You know, it's – I now feel – because I was screaming – like in the offseason last year, that we were going to be, oh, yeah, conference champs. And when I found out we were in the play, and I was like, yeah, but we don't deserve that. Like, send us home. Man. Just give the Wizards the win. Like, we'll go home because, this, you know, we've had a horrible year. It's going to be the Nets, you know. But in terms of the X factor for the Nets, health and continuity, something these dudes do not know. Imagine they're big, the big three that everyone wants to harp over. Does anyone know how many games they played? I'll spoil it for you. It's less than 10. I will ruin the ending eight. Do you know, like, like, like come on, people. Like, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, James played with KD. Two completely different players. And then you got the oddball Kyrie, who you don't know what's going on with him. I made the joke earlier that every time Embiid sneezes, he's out. Yo, every single time Kyrie misses a word, he's got to go on another sabbatical. He, he's, he, oh, uh, I got to go. This is beneath me. And every single time he has a horrible game and they try to ask him about it, instead of going, yeah, I had a bad game, this dude wants to start talking about other stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to end the, I'm trying to stop world hunger. All right, go volunteer. You know, 
there's other things I can do. And then he'll never speak about it again. Like, you know, the dude's a complete 100% oddball. Like, and again, if, you know, you, he's an oddball. You know, if you're out here saying the world is flat and then you try to double back when everyone's pressing you, bro, you're definitely a weirdo in my book. Like I said, bro, if for the Nets, they kind of need to get, they need to all get on the same page. Even with all their success, you do notice there are times where KD is, I don't want to say bickering, but you can tell he's confused because he'll talk to Kyrie and you'll kind of see them having a back and forth, not an angry one, but one where like KD's like, bro, what are you doing? And then Kyrie's trying to explain something to him. And then you just kind of see him just shaking his head like they're on two separate pages. It will work against like an eight seed. That'll have no problem working or a seven seed. It'll work. When you start like playing the elite guys, that's when all this stuff is going to basically come back to bite you. Because, look, man, I don't care what no one says. You can put all the talent in the world. If they don't know, if, if they can't get their, their stuff together and they can't play defense, it don't matter. Detroit beat the, beat the Lakers. We, everyone knew the Lakers was a better team. Dallas beat the Heat. Everyone knew the Heat had a better team. And that's just kind of how it is. You can even make a case when the Celtics said, oh, wait, when we beat the Lakers. You can make a case. Some people legitimately thought that the Lakers were better. But continuity means everything. Just because you have all the talent in the world doesn't mean nothing. So uh, it's going to be 4-1, Sean. But uh, like I said, man, they definitely need continuity and defense on this team. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, their defense has definitely been sketchy all year. Um, but I, I think just their talent alone is going to get them by this series, of course, like you said. Um, but I, I, could, I think they're going to sweep this series. But I could easily see if Tatum goes off for a 50-piece or something like that, they could easily steal a game. But I, I just don't think the Celtics have enough, especially with Jalen Brown being out. And uh, they, I mean, they should have a good defensive team the way that they're structured. Uh, they had a great defense last year. They have a bunch of great wing defenders. It's just uh, it, it, the defense just kind of fell apart this year. So I think next factor for the Celtics will be Evan Fournier. Um, you know, if he can continue to play well like he has down the stretch, obviously when he first got to the Celtics, he struggled a little bit. But uh, he, he's starting to really uh, put it together. Uh, past couple games so I, I think that if they want to have any chance in this series he's going to need to show up huge uh obviously Kemba's going to have to continue to play well like he did against the Wizards um but I, I just I really don't see any chance for the Celtics I think that just the pure talent alone of the Nets will get them through and obviously the continuity is a big piece and I think like you said it, it could kind of haunt them down the stretch but uh going against the Celtics I don't think it's gonna really run into them too badly so yeah I got a I got Nets in four yeah, Jason, I was going to ask, is this series just as good as over? Should uh, Brooklyn be <laughs> working on the game plan for Milwaukee? Uh, I, I'm a, I, I'll give the Celtics a one game, like I said earlier, with, with the Sixers, that week off, Celtics are, I mean, they, they aren't, they didn't play as much as, they're not as uh, warmed up as the Wizards are, but they still had that one game. So I'll give them one, but uh, I'm just sitting here doing the math. If if uh, Jason Tatum scores 50, you still got 30 from Durant, 20 from Harden, 20 from Kyrie. The, 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 the math doesn't add up to where Boston is greater than Brooklyn. The, no way. And then even when you want to go with the other guys, Blake Griffin – over uh what well, Marcus Smart that that's the that's the second guy for the for the Celtics yeah it's not it's not gonna work uh I I'll give them a gentleman sweep just because they they are a little bit warmed up after that one playing game 
But uh, yeah, it's it's all but over. No disrespectful. I hope the Jazz get swept <laughs> <laughs> by Memphis. <laughs> no, later. We know Memphis doesn't have a chance. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. You're okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just think Boston stands no chance. Um, they don't have what it takes defensively to slow this Brooklyn Nets team down. Like I think a few teams will have that ability. Uh, further down the line in the playoffs, um, just too much power for them to handle. I think four or five games this series is going to be over, so it, it, it is just as good as over. Um, <clears throat> getting uh, getting that wrapped up, because I don't think there's really much to talk about that um, there. We're going to get into the Western Conference next uh, four series in that, of course, as well. Uh, we're going to run you guys a few ads from Clovercrest first, so we'll be back after a short break. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clovercrest. Top three corner man, punching in. With a punch's chance, we find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth and retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya! Into the second deck, a grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. All right, moving into the West, Jace has thrown on some jazz gear <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, he must have been planning that all along. Um, we are going first into the Jazz versus Grizzlies series. Grizzlies, hell of a game last night, pulling off um, the win in overtime against Golden State. A lot of people had Golden State marked up, taking on the Jazz, but John Morant said otherwise. Um, he played very good down the stretch in that game, so it will be one Jazz versus number eight Memphis Grizzlies. Who else would I start with here? Uh, Jace. Why don't you tell me about this series? Um, Utah won all three matchups in the regular season, so you think they're going to win all seven? <laughs> let's add four more. Yes, let's make it 7-0 seven, seven, oh, sweep. The Jazz are – it's criminal how, mu- how disrespected these guys are. First off, the All-Star game, mm-hmm. all three Jazz members being the last picks. Then Deservedly so. They're the best team in the best record, 
best team, best coach. If Donovan Mitchell didn't get injured, he'd be an MVP candidate. You got the best defensive player in the league in Rudy Gobert, and you got the first and second best sixth man in Jordan Clarkson and Joe, Joe Ingles. There is not a weak spot on this team. No, I, I don't see any weak spot. I don't care what star power this, star power that. It's a team game. This isn't boxing. It isn't one man in the ring with another. This is a team game. This is five on five. And with the sub, the Jazz are going to get it done. 4-0 here, 4-0 the next one, 4-0 the next one, and 4-0 in the finals. Oh, Let's brother. go, baby. I'm hyped. Let's go. <laughs> Jazz um, are getting with their respect. <laughs> I uh, can't pass up on Riley's reaction there, so why don't you go next? Yo, I caught Jace on the wrong day. Yo, my man had all the smoke. I'm just gonna say this out here: um, this this Utah Jazz team is the second most overrated number one seed in the history of the NBA, <sighs> right behind my Celtics. When we almost got swept by the Bulls, okay. I'm just throwing that out there. You said it's gonna be four oh four. You you will get you listen. I promise you, you're right when you said four oh four oh. Okay. You were right there. You're going to sweep here and get swept next round. Let's just stop the shenanigans. Let's stop the shenanigans, my good sir. I understand with the camaraderie. I get listen, man. But the, the, it's a team sport. You're right. But I'm just, I'm explaining this right now. What one two punch do you have that is better than the Clippers one two punch? What one two punch you have that is better than the Nuggets one two punch? And I'm saying the Nuggets with an injured Jamal Murray, so you can take him out because Michael Porter Jr. has been balling like a stupid man right now. So what one-two punch you guys have that will stop the Lakers? What one-two punch? Heck, what one-two punch you guys have that will stop Dallas? This is the I stuff that that one-two punches. We're throwing flurries. We got one, two, three, four. You're we right. You're throwing the Mitchell. We got. See, but the thing is, you're throwing. Listen, I get it. My flurries. I get. Listen, you're throwing flurries, but you're not making contact. If I if I swing five times and only hit twice, what do the three do? They don't mean nothing. Look, Jace, I get it. You're a Jazz fan, but you got to be like me. You need to understand and just come to the realization, my team's not winning. My team just ain't it. I came to that realization, and guess what? I sleep peacefully. Jace, I sleep good. I don't even need an alarm clock to wake up. I'm great. I'm I'm fantastic. Jace, you just need to hop on my boat. When when you guys, listen, you guys will beat the Grizzlies. That's no debate. I, I'm not going to disagree there, okay? But the next round, you guys are not making out of it. Let's just, it don't matter who you face. It don't, it don't, to quote, the great Adrian Broner. It don't matter. You guys aren't making it. You guys aren't even gonna make it to the semi. Like you guys aren't gonna make it to the conference finals, my guy. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I'm sorry to be that way, Luke. I try to be a good guy, but there's just times. And sure, I, I try to be a good guy, but there's times you gotta burst the bubble. So I feel like that was just my job here. That's all. You guys are gonna sweep the Grizzlies. No debate. You're gonna get swept next round. Sean, am I wrong, or or am I just not giving them respect? I, I mean, I do kind of agree with you. I think that they're – I don't think that they're really overrated. I just feel like they're not They're not even one of the top three best teams in the West right now. So, uh, I mean, I just 
I just don't see it. I, I think that once it comes down to it, I, I think they're more of a regular season team. And we'll see. They, this is their chance. To, they're obviously getting disrespected. I just I just don't see it. Donovan Mitchell coming off an injury. Uh, on top of him, you know, you have some other good contributors, but I just I don't I don't think they have really have that star power that they really need uh, on top of it. So I think that they'll get done with the Grizzlies. Um, I, I think the Grizzlies will steal a game because I think the Grizzlies defense is pretty underrated. And I think, you know, Ja will, and Dylan Brooks will get their job done. And also Jonas Valanciunas has had a really underrated year. And I Obviously, Gobert is a great defender, but I, I think that he'll have some some big games in the series. So, uh, I, I think the Jazz will get it done in five. I just I just don't think they're a, a legit contender in the West right now. And, and until I I, I think that I, yeah, I, I want to see it uh, in the playoffs. I, I think that they definitely have a chance to prove me otherwise, but I just don't see it happening for the Jazz this year. But I, I, they'll get they'll get done with the Grizzlies uh, pretty handily. But after that. Sorry, Jace. I, uh, every I say, every I step of the way, doubter, doubter, continued success, continued success. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't care. I want the smoke. Give me whoever. Utah's <laughs> going to go out there and beat them. It doesn't matter. They've done it before. They'll do it again. All season, all year. This is the Jazz's year. Yo, Jace on the energy. He like, yo. I look, j just real quick, because you said you want the smoke. That's fine. Get the smoke. But when you can't see and you turn around and you're walking away from the finals, I don't want to hear nothing about it. That's all I'm saying. You keep saying you want the smoke. One of these I'm gracious right in now. defeat. Ask, ask Sean. I took a pie in the face when I was wrong on on uh but you're not gonna take just a pie. True. That's not the I'm I'm putting it to you this way. I'm putting it to you this way. This is the best, this is the best year you guys will ever have in your franchise history. And guess what? When you guys fail, guess what's gonna happen? You guys gonna go back to obscurity. Okay, you're gonna be like Toronto, but Toronto was before they got Vince, and that's it. That's it. You guys aren't gonna win. That's it. Just relish in the past when you guys were getting beat by the second greatest player of all time, and that's all, man. Go ahead, Luke. The, the floor is yours, my man. <laughs> Jace in utter disbelief at the disrespect his jazz. See, I invite this guy on our show, <laughs> and he does shit like this. All right, hold on. I I'll say this. I'll say this. Donovan Mitchell is special. I'll give you that. Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a player. I will I will concede that. After that, you can miss me. You can miss me with all that. Jace, I hate to agree and make you upset, but uh, <laughs> I think the Clippers are a tough matchup if they get by Dallas. I mean, oh, yes. Wizards I in seven. Change it up. Wizards in seven. Let's go. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I, I don't think that the Jazz defensively have enough to keep up with the wings on the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I know you have a lot of offensive firepower, Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, two six-man-of-the-year candidates. Rudy Gobert, tough on the inside, but you know the Clippers don't get it done on the inside, so it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. Donovan Mitchell is a great offensive player, but uh, he's been known kind of lackluster on the defensive side throughout his career. So, Jace, answer this for me. Who, Who's guarding Kawhi and who's guarding Paul George? Boggy. Uh, not I looking good. Boggy's shutting someone down. I'll be honest. Royce O'Neal is your best bet. but yeah, I'll be honest because I'm on the side with him a little bit because the Clippers, Paul George will guard himself. Okay? He calls himself playoff P. We know he's playoff PP. He won't guard himself. He won't <laughs> hit the side of the backboard by himself. That's fine. I will give you that. All I'm saying, Zubac is going to eat Rudy Gobert. I hope y'all. 
I'm, I'm, listen, Zubac is so, it's, he's so underrated. It's not even funny. Yes. And Rudy Gobert, the stifle power, bro. Only thing, only thing he's towering, bro, is the lines to get the vaccines because he's the reason the whole, this whole epidemic thing started here in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. So this dude, look, I don't want to hear nothing about him. He's extremely overrated. Probably one of the most overrated centers I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, sure, the guy can jump, right? He could protect the paint. Yo, you put a three on him, you put him on the three-point line, the dude looks lost. Literally a deer in headlights. He want none of that smoke. He want none of that smoke. And that's exactly how the Clippers play. And you telling me you guys going to beat – I, I want to see that matchup. Luke, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. But I, I need to see that matchup because when they get swept – I'm putting it to you this way. When they got – when the Clippers have the Jazz saying no moss after game two, I don't want to hear nothing else about these Jazz. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, bro. Jazz is horrible music and a horrible team. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm saying wow. I'm like, yeah. Hey, JC took it from here to here with that Rudy Gobert take. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know I'm in the minority, but you know what? I stand by it. I'm sorry, Jace, but hey. he's never inviting me here again. He's keep, no, keep it coming. Keep it coming. All year. All year. Same stuff. Same this. That. That. Utah this, Utah that. I don't care. They're winning it all. Say whatever you want. I hope y'all pick Lakers. I'm buying a LeBron jersey just for you, Chase. Just for you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, getting into a... And I'll buy you a Gobert one. <laughs> if they win, I'll wear it. Getting into a potential um, Jazz second-round matchup, one of these two teams, Clippers versus the Mavericks, an excellent series last season. Um, Luka Doncic nearly took these guys down single-handedly. Um, I mean, this is going to be a great series. I think Luka Doncic is going um, to put on a show, as he always does. And we're going to really learn a lot about this Clippers team in this first round, whether they are legit or not. Uh, a lot of caught a lot of slack for um, <clears throat> sinking or tanking to avoid the Lakers uh, in the playoffs. But, you know, I'm not saying I would have done the same thing. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Who do you got winning this Dallas Clippers series? Uh, do we, what's, what are you looking for in this series? Uh, I think the Clippers are going to win again like uh, last year, and I, I think they're going to make pretty light work of them, honestly. Uh, I think that, you know, Luka Magic, I, I think that he'll, he might win them a game, but I, I probably got the Clippers in five. I just think that – I think it's a good matchup for the Clippers. Um, I, I just think that they I, – I just don't know who the Mavericks' number two is going to be. Obviously, Kristaps Porzingis has been inconsistent all year, just health-wise and on the court when he is uh, healthy. And I, I just don't think a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get it done for them, so – and I think the additions of Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins uh, halfway through the season were actually really big. Obviously, Rondo brings that uh, championship pedigree. Uh, he's a great point guard that can come off the bench and uh, set up uh, guys in that second unit. And for Boogie Cousins, I mean, just a couple years ago, he was one of the best centers in the league. And obviously, injuries have kind of slowed him down a little bit. But he looked by the end of the season like he was getting back to form a little bit, uh, getting back to some pretty good offensive numbers. So... I, I just I like this Clippers team a lot. I think that you know I think that they all have a huge chip on their shoulder, uh, especially a guy like Paul George who gets a uh, gets mocked a lot for that playoff P uh, name that he put in himself. But I think that they're going to get it done this year. They're a great three point shooting team. Uh, obviously, they bring it uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that they're going to make pretty light work of them. I I got the Clippers in five. Wow, 
What about you, Riley? I got the Clippers, but I feel like you're being a Jason's talking about disrespect with the Jazz. I mean, Dallas is just a little bit more respect. I, I, I too got the Clippers. I got it in seven. Now, the reason I'm saying in seven is because this this Clippers team, they do have some question marks. They really do, and that's that's basically why I'm saying it's going to go in seven. Now, obviously, we know playoff Rondo is a legit thing. Like when the, the reason they call him playoff Rondo, it's real. Not only can he lead the second unit, but when Kawhi's on the floor, instead of Kawhi having initiated, you can just put your Kawhi, go to the short corner, take four plays off, relax there, out-orchestrate the offense. So now that kind of takes a load off Kawhi. The main issue, because you were talking about the number two for Dallas, what about the number two for the Clippers? Who is it going to be, legitimately speaking? I mean, I get it. We're talking about, oh, yeah, Paul George. I literally just said playoff PP. Paul George is in the playoffs. He, he's going to be the Jazz 2.0. If the, the Utah Jazz was one person, it's more than likely going to be Paul George, right? So my thing is, if your number two guy is out here shooting threes and he's hitting the backboard, that's a very large pause for concern. Because remember, last year in the regular season, Paul George was balling like crazy. And before he went to the Clippers – in his last year in OKC, he was in top three at MVP. Then he gets into the playoffs, and then it's almost like he forgets how to play basketball. So for me, it's like again, if it was just a role player, if if they had, if they if it was, I don't know, if it was Zubac playing like that, or maybe even Demarcus Cousins playing like that, I wouldn't mind. But the pure fact that it's Paul George who's basically supposed to be your second guy playing like that, it's gonna give me positive concern. It's gonna leave the door open a lot. For, the, for Dallas, for Dallas to end up, like, you know, staying in the series. I do have the Clippers because I do think top to bottom, the Clippers are better. They are better defensively. But I, I'm going to go on a limb and say, this, bro, if, if the Clippers do not make it to the Western Conference Finals at the bare minimum, not only is Kawhi going to take a lap, Paul George is going to get traded. Because you might as well just give it up. I'm telling you, you might as well give it up. Because after last year, what happened with that whole hoopla last year, Coming into this year and still choking, and this time they treated the regular season with respect. Choking it again this year, Jace. I, I could I could see them potentially trying to pull this whole thing up. Jace, um, he talked a lot about Paul George, and you know, obviously he has a lot to prove coming into this postseason. You think he'll get tuned up um, in time enough for the uh, sweep of the Jazz? Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with you, but on a serious note, um, do you think Paul George has has what it takes to uh, shake off the rust from the last couple postseasons and and kind of prove himself? I I I don't know. I think he's going to struggle this first series. I think it will take him that second series when he gets destroyed by the Jazz to start uh, heating up. But uh, no, I, I think Luca the the real. I don't give a crap about Paul George. I don't really care about Kawhi right now. I'm looking at Luka in this series. He has to take over. He has to average 50 a game plus 10 and 10. Like He needs he needs uh, stuff like that to get past this team. I, I would Is he, that's what he has to do. He There's nothing – no one else <laughs> – nothing's going to help him. No one else is going to do anything else. Like, 
I, I, that's what Luca has to do. And I think he does have the ability to put up crazy numbers like that. Average that throughout a seven game series. He can't, but I'm going to go Clippers six. That's my final. That's also uh, the direction I'm going in, Jace. I'm going Clippers in six. I think it'll be a fairly similar series to um, last year. Um, obviously a very entertaining series. I think it'll be another very entertaining series. Luka Doncic, obviously one of the best, not, not only best young players, but best players period in this league. Um, already he's kind of taken over the game since joining. Can you guys hear me? Am I still here? Yeah. Oh, okay. My computer's frozen up. So I, I thought I was just talking to no one. Um, like I was saying, um, I think it should be an entertaining series, nevertheless. Uh, I, but I think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will get it done. I think Paul George will eventually start to show his uh, true colors and play a very good playoff series. Um, but with that being said, we'll get into our next playoff series. It is the 3-6 matchup, the Denver Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, both teams... Uh, have had you know some playoff success. They both won some series recently in the past couple of years. I think they've both past two years have had trips to the conference finals, so this should be a very intriguing series. Obviously, Denver does not have Jamal Murray, so that's a big blow for them. But, um, Sean, I'll start with you. What are you looking for in this series? Uh, I, I think that the X factor, at least for the Blazers, is uh, going to be Joseph Nurkic. I think that Obviously, Nikola Jokic, he's going to have to do a lot on the offensive side of the ball, and he's not a particularly great defender already. So I think you, we know what we're going to get from the uh, Blazers guards. I think that, you know, Dame is obviously one of the most clutch, clutch players in the NBA, uh, obviously one of the best scorers in the league. So I, I think we know what we're going to get from him, CJ and Norman Powell. But I think that uh, if Nurkic can step up and have a good series and uh, take advantage of Jokic, uh, who's obviously not great defensively, I, I think that they have a good chance to win this series. Um, and I, I think that the Blazers, uh, they do have some some good players coming off the bench like Melo, who can give you a, a spark and Anthony Simons. So I think that uh, I, I, just, I just think they're going to be too much for the Nuggets, especially with the Jamal Murray injury. Uh, I think that definitely hurts some. I, I think the Nuggets are still a pretty good team, uh, even on top of or just aside from the Jamal Murray injury, because I think they're pretty deep. But I, I think it's uh, the Blazers are going to be too much uh, at this point. And they. They had a little rough stretch uh, before the playoffs started, but they they won a couple games to rattle off the end of the season. So I think they're going to continue that momentum into this series. So I got the Blazers winning in seven because I I still respect the Nuggets even without Jamal Murray, but uh, I I just think that the Blazers will be too much. Uh, Jace, what about you? What you got for this series? The Portland Trail Blazers have to win this series. Every year it's they make this run and everyone goes, oh, well, uh, I mean, they got beat up on the inside because they didn't have Nurkic. This time they actually have him. And Dame, we know what Dame can do. Now Nurkic has to do what everyone thinks he's going to do. They have to win this series, especially without Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, the Joker's the MVP. He's going to do his stuff and get get his – boards get his points even get his assists but he Nurkic has to limit him as much as he can and for the Nuggets he without Jamal Murray you got to rely on Michael Porter Jr and I don't he's shown glimpses 
but not as reliable as you need him to be to stop uh, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard and even Carmelo Anthony for the limited minutes he's in. So uh, Portland has to win this series or you, you got to blow everything up if, you, if you're Portland. Riley, you agree with Jace? Is this um, is this is this an important uh, of a series for Portland as he's making it sound? Oh, definitely. It's it's important and then some because think about it. Let's say they let's say they end up like losing, right? Where do they go from here? What move can the only move they can make would basically have to blow up? They're gonna have to get rid of either McCollum or Nurkic. They're gonna have to get rid of one of them. You know, I don't think they'll get rid of uh, Damian Lillard. So. They're gonna have to blow it up because that's the only way they can get better. You know what I mean? So he's right. They definitely do have to win. Now I'm going to be the oddball here, and I'm going to say the Nuggets. I'm speaking. I'm saying this specifically because my man Jose, he's a Nuggets fan, right? And I used to hate Jamal Murray. Really did. He started to grow on me. I like. I now I like him. I really do. Right now there was another dude that I kind of hated on that team, Michael Porter Jr. I just thought he was just another generic dude who's going to come, all hype, was going to average 12. No, ever since Murray has went down, kid is averaging over 23 points a game. He's been able to fill that hole that was that was left when Jamal left. And he, he, he picked it up easily. For me, I'm going to say the Nuggets in six. But it's going to hang based on the one X factor, and that's going to be Aaron Gordon. When Aaron When they traded for him and they brought him here, he was supposed to be part of the big three. They they were like, it's going to be Joker, it's going to be Murray, and then the third guy here, who's you know everyone knows he's proven, he's a stretch forward, he can play defense, he's a high flyer, Aaron Gordon. The dude got there, all of a sudden he's allergic to the ball. I don't know what's been going on, bro, but the dude just doesn't really do anything with the ball, and it's weird because he's he's still shooting at a very efficient clip, but the guy's averaging less than ten points a game. When he was brought in, he was brought in to be a major contributor. So, I, me personally, I'm going to go with Nuggets. I believe in Joker. I'm not going to bet against him. You know what I mean? I, I, I do have faith that they can pull it off, especially with Michael Porter Jr. stepping up. I believe he's still going to be able to fill that role. Um, but it is going to come down to Aaron Gordon. And can he come up? And he doesn't even have to go crazy. Can you give me 13 a game? Your career, you, you're, you average 12 for a career. Can you give me one more? more and keep the efficiency because if you can do that and work the block because here's the thing jace like um i, I can't remember if it was jace or if it was sean who said it do you you have to work the paint you're gonna have to get nurkic tired because their plan is going to be we're gonna work the block and we're gonna get joker tired because the instant if we make him exert all his offense all his energy on offense we don't got to worry about him on defense. Now, if you do that with him, you're making the job on Nurkic a little easier. So that way he's not using that much energy. And on top of that, uh, and, um, for when his back is to the basket, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Aaron Gordon is shooting about 48% when his back is to the basket. So I'm like, you know, if, 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 you, if you have that in your back pocket, you might as well use it. So I'm going to be the oddball. I'm going to go. I'm going for the Nuggets. You know, but again, this is kind of the same scenario. Where like I, I don't feel like betting on it because you know I could see Portland winning because like Jay said they desperately need this series win because like, like they they have nowhere to go so so Luke I'm I'm going I'm taking Nuggets in six yeah I think one of the most impressive things you mentioned is 
how big Michael Porter Jr. has been since um, Murray's went down. It's kind of transformed into that star that everyone thought he would become. And you know, it's a great sign for him, whether he stays in Denver or decides to go somewhere else. I think something weird in his contract allows him to leave either this offseason or next offseason. But um, I, I think the, net, the, the Nuggets, not the Nets, um, will win this series also. I think they'll do it in six games. I think Portland, I just don't think the supporting cast is enough. CJ McCollum, obviously. Is very good, but I don't. I think he'll have a very bad series. Uh, that's going to be my bold take for that. Um, I just think Portland needs to kind of reshape. I think they need to get a new head coach. I think they need to make some moves and get a, a real second star um, next to Damian Lillard. I don't think CJ McCollum is enough. Someone who I'd be intrigued to see next to um, Dame Lillard even though I don't think it'll ever happen, will be like a Brandon Ingram or something like that. I think that, that he needs kind of a, a high-scoring three or four with him. I don't. I just don't think the backcourt thing really works out, especially since C.J. McCollum is so small. Uh, he can't score, but he's very small. I just don't think that works, especially defensively. Um, so I, I look for the, the Portland Trailblazers to lose this series and kind of re, reshape. I don't know if it'll be a rebuild or a reshape because I think – if they make the right moves, they can still be competitive. Um, but without further ado, we'll get into the final series of the day that we're talking about. It is certainly probably the most talked about series. The surprise number two seed and the surprise number seven seed, the Phoenix Suns taking on the L.A. Lakers. Phoenix did win the regular season series two to one, so there's that. Um, a lot of people taking L.A. here. Um, Riley, I'll start with you. You trust Phoenix, or do you think the surprise seven seed Lakers are going to get this done? I don't know. Let's just put this. We do understand that this really isn't a seven seed. We know that, right? Like, I get it. You know, their you know their record says they're a seven seed, and they were in the play and all this. But this isn't really a seven seed. You know what I mean? Like, healthy. This is this is a top team in the West, right? You could put them eight. It doesn't matter. The Phoenix Suns don't scare the scare Lakers. It's just no. It's just you know what I mean. Like when when the Lakers look at, at everyone in the West, everyone, there's just not a team that really scares them. Like they're that confident. So, no, I mean, I'm, I I would say four one because I do believe Devin Booker can go out and get you a game. But um, there was some Jason Tatum disrespect here, talking about how it's gonna be a sweep that he can't get a game. So I'm I feel like it's my turn to start disrespecting. So you know, it, it's gonna be a straight sweep. It's um, it, like you know what I mean. LeBron's gonna play like 20, 20 minutes. Third quarter is going to be so out of hand. You will have Chris Paul getting mad and yelling at a ref. You know what I mean? Devin Booker is going to be crying in his light skin feelings because he's he can't get out of the first round. You know, I mean, look, man. When I see Phoenix, I like them. Right? They're 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 taking the right steps. But and Jace, I I feel like I'm 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 really picking on you. But I just see the Jazz 2.0, a regular season dynamo that come postseason. It's just not – they're just not that guy. They don't got that dog on them, right? When you look at Anthony Davis, right, you see a bona fide superstar. And then when you see that man, six foot eight, born and raised, Akron, Ohio, 2-1 Gloria James, the greatest player to ever grace God's green earth. Luke, I'm looking at you when I say that. LeBron James. Look, man, I could have a crippled LeBron and an AD with a blown ACL. I'm taking them over anybody else in the West. That's just me. Maybe I'm just being a massive LeBron fan. That's that's a possibility. You know what I mean? But I just I don't see anyone in the West stopping them. I think it's gonna be a sweep. 
I'm gonna, it's going to be a sweep. I mean, maybe 4-1 because, like I said, Devin Booker could get go out into a solid game, but I just don't I, – I got the Lakers coming out of it, Sean. Like, I, again, it, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just being a LeBron fan, you know, but I, I got I got the Lakers going all the way, sweeping. You threw out talk about Jay saying that the Jazz are sweeping? Nah, I got Lakers sweeping. Both, both, both. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a tough draw for the Suns. I mean, to have this great of a season and then, you know, after so many bad years, they get the number two seed and what do they get? They get the uh, reigning defending champs and the Lakers. So it's definitely a tough draw for them. It's not not who they wanted to see in the first round for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a better series than a sweep. I, I think that it's actually going to go seven, I believe. But I, I do have the Lakers winning it. Uh, I just think that the Suns are a very deep team. Uh, I, I think that, you know, they have some very good scorers and underrated guys like Mikel Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson coming off the bench, uh, Jay Crowder, who, who's a pretty good shooter. And it's not just that. They're, they're pretty good defensively, too. And I think that Monty Williams, I think he deserves uh, coach of the year. I think that he's done a great job with this group. And obviously, you know, Chris Paul, he as long as he stays healthy, he, he usually gets it done in the playoffs. Obviously, he's never been to the championship. but And I, I think Devin Booker is going to give you buckets like he usually does. So, I think the Suns team is kind of slept on, but I I, I just feel like it, the Lakers that it's just it's it sucks for them because obviously they had a great season. They they have to run into this uh, powerhouse, so I think it will be a a really good series. But I, I think that the Lakers will prevail uh, just with their superstar power uh, and, and come up on top. But I I think it's going to be a good one though. So yeah, I got Lakers uh Lakers in seven. Jace, what about you? You got the higher seed here. Or are you taking the uh you taking the defending champs as a seven? Listen. I'm going Phoenix. The Lakers chemistry is so big, especially now going into the playoffs. Uh, I feel with all the injuries, their chemistry has been very shaky, especially in that game, that playing game. We saw how how hot the the Warriors came out, and Lakers were on, were on the back foot there. And if it weren't for Draymond Green with some stupid fouls at the end. Who knows? They might be the eight seed right now, the Lakers. And they, they might not talk. even been. We'll see. Yeah. But no, I, I like Phoenix. I like their depth. I, I think Devin Booker's the type of guy to have a performance like ha- have a playoff uh performances like Jamal Murray had last year. Like he's gonna put up some numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if he's averaging like 40 the throughout the playoffs. He's a beast. And then you got Chris Paul, who doesn't have to score. He's going to be the, the facilitator. He's going to play some solid defense as well. I, I just – the health and the fact that they have not been on the floor all together all that much is what really I, – I understand they got the greatest player ever in LeBron James. I understand that. They, they got a guy – they got one of the better defender, one of the best defenders in the league right now when, when he's healthy in – Anthony Davis, but coaching and chemistry like that can't just be lost because you got two big names. I'm gonna go the Suns in seven. It's gonna go seven. It's gonna go seven regardless. I'm gonna go the Suns though. Jace, I'm gonna back you up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Suns as well. I think they're gonna shock the world and eliminate the defending champs. You know, we always talk. You know, Sean was talking about how the Suns got unlucky. And uh, drew the Lakers. I think it's the other way around. I think the Lakers got unlucky that they they fell so far down and drew a good team in the first round. I think this is a matchup that had it happened further in the playoffs, that the Suns and the Lakers probably would have had a very good series. 
I'm going to take Phoenix in six. I think they're going to win four to two. I think they're going to go up to nothing, and then the Lakers will bring it to 3-1, and then um, they'll win game game five. But after that, <clears throat> I just see the the, the Suns and the Sixers. The Suns winning this series um, in game six fairly easily. I don't know. I, something about me tells me LeBron's not 100%. Um, Anthony Davis can be slowed down. We saw that the other night against um, Golden State in the first half, at least. I mean, I know he went off in the second half, but if you're going to develop a game plan to slow down Anthony Davis and then leave it all up to LeBron, I think the Suns have a good chance of winning this series. Call me crazy, but that's my pick. Um, Crazy. (laughs) um, So that wraps up our playoff prediction show. Um, Obviously, we talked a lot. So these playoffs are going to be great. A lot of intriguing series, lots of games, um, lots of series we all had going six or seven games. So that happens in real life. It's going to be a hell of a playoffs. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday at five discussing, you know, kind of what's been going down on um, in the playoffs so far. Uh, Isaiah, I missed you talking about your Knicks today, but you'll certainly get your chance to do that on Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Sean, obviously not looking forward to that because Isaiah can be kind of crazy when it comes to the Knicks. Um, Riley, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Tune into his show, Stir the Pop Sports. Um, uh, When is – do you know – Riley, I'm sorry, but I I don't know when that airs. on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 6. Look at that. There you go. Catch them three times a week on Clovercrest. Jace, thank you as always for doubling up, uh, um, being on and producing. And Sean, as always, thank you for being on. Lucas, everyone. Yeah, no, no problem, buddy. Any, you're welcome anytime. Um, for Lucas Bulldog, Big Jace, Riley Barrett, and Sean Scanlon, this has been the Posting Up Podcast.